Welcome, everyone, to the Chazak Hour. We have with us a very, very special guest, a very dear friend, a man that Baruch Hashem, Chazi Hashem, thank you, Hashem, has inspired tens of thousands of people all around the world. We have with us Rabbi Pesach Kron Shlita, world-renowned lecturer, the author of the Magid series by Art Scroll, a fifth-generation Mohal, and I could go on and on about the great accomplishments Rabbi, the Rabbi Kron has done. Uh, but uh, we don't want to embarrass him too much. But Yeshikach, thank you very much, Rabbi, for uh, having uh, agreeing to be on the program, and it's such a pleasure to have you. Well, I can just tell you that you and I know that I've been right with Chazak almost right Since from the, the beginning. That's right. Right, and I, I feel that you do such tremendous work, not only in Queens but for all over the world, where people hear about Chazak. And that's why anytime you call, I try always to be there, no matter that's where it is. He's always readily available for Chazak and for Klali Israel. All these different programs. You know, I'm just going to give one shout out to our friend, Dr. Jonathan Donut. Oh, my the, goodness. One of the newest yeah. programs. Right. Is Daily Giving. Uh, advisor of, of the organization. He's on the board over there. Dailygiving.org. Oh, right. my goodness. What a great organization where a person gives a dollar a day and he signs up. And they have given out over tens of thousands of dollars right. since they started in 2019. It's just absolutely incredible. Really sure, right? and, and even now they have so much to give out in the next year. They'll give out over a million dollars. It's just amazing. And uh, when they asked me about Chazak, I said, listen, right, it's got to be right up front and center. That's right. So we, that's right. So we encourage everyone to check that out as well. So tonight's topic is uh, in trying times. And uh, as Rebbe knows, and, and as everyone knows, it's been very, very difficult times with the pandemic. And we'd like to hear some chizuk from the Rebbe. Well, I, I think the first thing is a, a posik in Yeshaya. I'd like to read it. It's in Yeshaya Memalef, posik Vod. Now, even though the posik technically is not referring to what I'm going to be saying it's referring to, but still, many, many gedolim and the Novminska Rebbe, Nebuch Zechot used to quote this posik very often when he would come to Ankur Yisrael conventions and he would talk on a Matzah Shabbos, and he would say, Ish Esreyeo Yazoiru, a person has to help his friend, Ula Ochev Yoyma Chazak. And to his friend, yeah, that's right, that's the Pasuk for Chazak. That's exactly why I wanted to start with it. Because that's what we need more than anything else. We need each other. We've gone through difficult, very difficult times. And, you know, Yaneva must tell you, that in many different communities, of course, I can't mention the names, but I have spoken on Zoom right here from this table right here. And what the Rabbonim have asked me, please talk about unity. And because people never, you know, I, I told them that we all know that in the word community, you have unity. the word unity. Right. But you know what I came up with? In the word pandemic is the word panic. And, you know, only because I thought that I have to prepare about unity, that I realize that in a time of pandemic, there is panic. There is panic in a person's own family. As you say, you know, people have lost jobs, they've lost relatives, and they've lost self-confidence because they're just not what they were before. So there's a panic. And then when you come to a shul, whether you do wear a mask or don't wear a mask, or whether you daven inside or whether you daven outside, everybody has different opinions, and it sets a panic in a community. And we have to know how do we get along, and how do we stop this panic, and how do we try to give each other chizuk. And I, I can just tell you that I remember that many, many years ago, of course, I, was, I wasn't even born when this happened, 
But it's something that gives me a lot of chizuk. And many times when I take these trips to Poland, I tell people this Pusik, that the Imre Emes, who was the third Ger Rebbe, now he was able to get out of Poland. He was lucky and he was saved. But after the war, the Hasidim, the Ger Hasidim came over to him and they said, Rebbe, please write a letter to all the Hasidim, wherever they may be in the world, to give them chizuk. And this is a letter that he wrote. And I'd, I'd like to read part of it. And he quotes a Pusik that we all know. Vahi Erev. Right, so we all know that pasuk. Right, it's the beginning of the Torah. It was evening. It was daytime. It was one day, but he darshaned it in a way of drush, and he said like this: He writes to my brothers, to the brothers of Klal Yisrael, wherever you may be, who have you been spared from the sword? All those that were saved from the Holocaust, wherever country they were, or in Eretz Yisrael, and whatever Hashem should be with you. And then he types it like this: Vahi Erev. We know that there's darkness. And there are people in the same family go through darkness. Yet you have in the same family, there are certain people that have nachas. But we have to know, it all comes from that source of light, which is Hashem. And that's the first thing that we have to know. So many gedolim, so many leaders, so many community activists have, have left, have, have uh, you know, went through. My Rebbe, yeah, of course. And the Dabba Mitzvah Rebbe, Rebbe mentions. And so many wonderful balabatim, Noah Tir, who did so much for Klal Yisrael. It's so difficult, you know, we've lost so many, many, many good people. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I think that we have to hold on to is there are certain great, great books. Now, I know that you're going to interview this tzaddik, Rav Sholem Arush, you know, who wrote The Garden of Amuna, which is out of this world. And, you know, living Amuna, could you believe how many, yeah, Rabbi Ashir, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, I think this is the fifth volume, can I know or believe it? Oscar told me they sold over 100,000 of these. It's amazing. And they also have the children's one, which I yes. think my kids love. Really? No kidding. <laughs> and I think that that's where we have to begin reading these kind of books. And then there's this woman. Um, her name is Risa Rotman. I met her in Eretz Yisrael. Now, I'll tell you who she is, and I'll tell you something that she told me that is out of this world. Now, she, if you remember that terrible incident that happened in Hanov, remember? Course, right. Yeah. Now, four people, four tzaddikim nevach that were brutally killed. Her husband was the fifth one, but most people didn't realize that. Why? Because he didn't die right away. He was in a coma. And she asked me to come to her house in Hanof. I came to her apartment, and she was writing this book, and she knew that I had written for Art Scroll, and she wanted to discuss a title for the book. And we discussed it, and she told me how, you know, after a few months, everybody forgets about tragedies, and they go on with life. And Nebuch, every day she would go to the hospital, to see if her husband was coming out of the coma. And after a year, Nebuchadnezzar passed away. And she wrote something in here, in this book. And eventually, I gave her a title, but Oscar came up with a much better title, and that's Terror and Amuna in Hanof. And also, you talk about Amuna. You talk about a woman who, had, who has Amuna. And I'll tell you something that she wrote, and I'd like to quote it, because you would think that a Rosh Hashiva wrote it, and I just want to read it. And she said to me that there were many, many people that would ask her, are you in limbo? A limbo means like, are you hanging in midair, you know, to wait for something to happen? And on page 251 of this book, she writes, no, there is no such thing as limbo. Jews are never in limbo. Whether they are waiting for a shidduch, a baby, or any other salvation or Yeshua, they are exactly in the place they are meant to be. And, and then she writes, 
This is the place where I am meant to be at this time to serve Hashem, and that is for all Jews at any time or any place in their journey. And what this Sadekis is saying is we're on a journey. We're on a journey. And if Hashem gives us a test, life is a test. And we're not in limbo. This is where we're supposed to be right now. And, and, and that's our mission, to try to remain strong. And the question was, how do we remain strong? And I think what you're doing by making a program of Chazak for Chizuk is, is the best thing that we can do. We've got to hold on. Now, I want to tell you something that I think that it gives me strength and I think would give everybody strength. And, you know, there's a wonderful Sefer. It's a Sefer Kodesh Admir. It's written in English. It's called Rav Schwab on Prayer. Oh, I actually have it at home. Yeah. And take a look at what he says about Shema Yisrael. And I'm going to tell everybody now in the audience how Rav Schwab understands Shema Yisrael. And you'll see that. It'll give you chizuk. I know it gives me chizuk. And I'll tell you an amazing thing. And he writes like this. He quotes a Zoyar Chodash in Rus. And he says like this. Asvasa lebarnash, the remedy or the medication for a person, Baha'i Alma in this world, is Bechol Yoyma, the one who reads everyday Krishna the way you're supposed to read it. And Rav Schwab says an amazing thing. You ever think about this? There are six words in Shema Yisrael. And there are six words in Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusa Liyadam Fuad. And there are six Ore Miklot in Eretz Yisrael. Ore Miklot is a city where a person finds security. He's saved, Miklot, he can, he can run away. And he says, that's what Shema Yisrael is. If you say Shema Yisrael, those six words, and Baruch Shem, those six words, that's your Ore Miklot. How? Let me tell you how. Watch, when you say Shema Yisrael in this way, you'll see that you're going to get Chizuk. I know, I certainly get Chizuk. And this is like this. We know that there are different names for Hashem. There's Hashem, and there's Elikim, Elikinu. There's actually 72 names, which is my gematria, you mean. <laughs> no wonder he's so holy. So, so now listen to this. So he says like this: Hashem is Midas Hachazik. Now every single one of us, no matter where you are in the world, there is good in your life. If you have children, that's wonderful. If you have a spouse that you like, that's wonderful. If you have a house, if you have a job, if you have friends, you have a rov. There's good in every person's life. That's Hashem. There's a lakeno. There's judgment. Many times we go through difficult times. A person knows somebody that's close to them that's very sick. I know here in Kew Gardens, Nebuch, we have people that, maybe a number of people have passed away, and a number of people who just went through terrible illnesses. So that's a lakeno. That's judgment that's going on, right? So there's Hashem, and there's a lakeno, right? But Hashem Echot. The Gemara Psachim says, just remember, Hang in there, because at the end of time, you're going to see why all these things had to happen. And that's what Rav Shoah is saying. Say Shema, just know, there's good, there's difficult, there's, there's Hashem, there's Elokeinu, but just remember, Hashem Echot, it's going to come a time when we're all going to be able to understand why it had to happen. And, and, that's, and that's, that should give us strength. Now I'll tell you a story that happened to me. It's not easy to talk about. But when I was 21, my father was very right sick, there. right? And my father passed away, right? But that Shabbos, a couple of weeks before he passed away, I was by Rav Schwab, Rav Shimon Schwab in Washington Heights. And the reason that I was there, my father was in a hospital near Washington Heights. My brother come and I were there. 
And he was a Talmud of Rav Schwab. Schwab was a Rebbe in Neir Yisrael in Baltimore before he became the rabbi in Washington Heights. So he knew my father. Now, we went to the hospital after Mosef. We davened in the Washington Heights Kehillah. And then we came home. And he asked me, how's your father? So I said to him, I have betochen that he'll be well. And he got very stern with me. And he said, betochen does not mean that your father's going to get well. I almost fainted when he said that. Here, I'm 21, and I know if he dies, i got to take over, and I'm going to you know, run the family and his responsibilities, the family, everything, right? And he says, betochen doesn't mean your father's going to be well. Betochen means that Hashem has a master plan, and hopefully one day you'll be able to understand it. And that's what betochen is, and I think that that's how we have to, and that's how we have to cope. We can't understand it. Anybody who tells you they know why COVID came is either a Navi or out of his mind. And nobody, we don't have Navi in today. That's why we dive in. Hashem, please bring us back the advisors. So nobody can say, because it happened because of this Avera. You know, and many different people, they have a favorite Avera that they like to blame the whole world on. They say, that's why it happened, right? I don't want to give examples because that, right? But the point is, we don't know. And because we don't know, we have to hang on to each other. That's what the Pusik is telling us. We've got to hang in there. We have to hang in there, and there will come a time. And, you know, Mashiach is around the corner. I'll tell you something that the Bnei Yisrochel says that's out of this world. You know, the four letters on the dreidel, Nun, Gimel, Shin, and Hey. That's Goishna, by the way. That's this week's Parsha, right? That's where they went, Goishna. Okay? And he says that, that the dreidel is the spinning of the world, the world history. He says, Goishna is Begematria 358. And he says the nun represents the nefesh. That's the soul that was broken when we lost the first base. I made the shows we couldn't bring carbonas. Gimel is the goof that was Haman tried to kill us. Shin is the seichel. Yevonimo tried to change our culture. Hey, it's our coil. Today we got everything. They're trying to change our culture. They're trying to kill us. They, you know, there's no base of Migdash. But at all, no dreidel, he says, can spin forever. It's going to fall. How much is Goshna equal? 358. When that 358 falls, there's another 358 coming. Mashiach wow. is Begamatria 358. And that's what he says. And that's what we have to know. This Gullus is not lasting forever. They got the vaccine. They got th- good things are happening. And eventually Mashiach is going to come. And that 358 is going to fall. And that's Hashem Echot. That's what the Gemara Psachim Dafnun says. Just remember, in this world, when we hear good news, we say, When we hear bad news, we say, But at the end, then we're going to know. And that's why this program is so important, what you're doing. This is the most important program to get. Give chizuk. Hang in there. Give chizuk to each other. That's what Yeshaya is telling us. Ish That's you got the right name, right? <laughs> Rebbe, there's another Indian of chizuk, which is right now very permanent, is, is the topic of employment. Due to the pandemic, a lot of people have lost their jobs. But right. also, it's a very, very big... Right. Uh, Maybe give us some chizuk on that topic as well for a moment. I'll tell you something very interesting. I spoke in Lubavitch, in Chabad. I hardly ever get to speak in Crown Heights, right? Nice. But they had a Unity Sefer three oh, wonderful nice. guys. Man, that was yeah. some program. Amazing. It was a six-hour concert. I know them very well. Yeah. Oh, you know the guys? Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. And wonderful guys. Now, so we were talking about chizuk, and, you know, they live-streamed that to the whole world. So it was only a Chabad audience in Crown Heights, but basically the whole world. You know, and over 300,000 people participated in buying letters you know, for the Sefer Torah. 
But the point is that when we were speaking about unity, so there was one fellow, and he mentioned a very, very beautiful point. He said, we know a lot of people that are out of jobs, but we know people that are, Baruch Hashem, being, still being matzliach. It's the achrayas of people that are being matzliach to look out for those who don't have panasa and see how you can, how you can pay tuition bills. You can call Tveris Moshe. You can call Ar Yisrael. You can call Ar Yisrael. Doesn't exist. I mean Yeshiva Tana. I'm dating myself, right? <laughs> Yeshiva Tana. Of course. That's right. In other words, you could call the principal and say, "Well, call the executive director. Look, look. There's got to be people that don't have money to pay. Here's 150 dollars. Here's 200 dollars. Go to Rosenblum's. You know, go to any grocery store, and you know, give them money or pay tuition. Or there are people that are sick, nebach, and they have a lot of doctor bills. Call them up and say, "Listen." I've got a fund. I know I can, I can help you out. And that's how we can get through with it. You know, it, it's difficult for those people. But last night I was on the phone with a lady, and I said, listen, I've got $500 for you for medical bills. And she said, you know, Baruch Hashem, right now I don't need it. But I said, but just remember, the cushion is there. You need it, that's I've got it. That's chizah, right? And that's what they need. We have so, these cases every single day as well. People reach out to us about this different mission, and we try to help them out or, or try to find others to help out if we can. Exactly There's many great organizations in Kuala Yisrael. Yeah. That's what Dovra Melech, you know, when he when he was up at night and in the morning there were people, that he would say, Kuala Yisrael can support each other. That's what it is. Kuala Yisrael can support. There's no question there are people out there. There are Wolfsons out there. There are great people. And it doesn't have to be only the Wolfsons, you know, they like to support Kiro, but there's other people who can support other things. Okay. And they're great people. We've got to tap into them, and if they are listening, they have to know that they have to reach out. It's not they have to wait until they get called. Many people sometimes are not comfortable reaching out, meaning to these organizational individuals, so if these individuals reach out to them, it will be for yeah, them a big... That, yeah, that, that's a tremendous thing. That's a big achrayat. If Hashem benched you, you know, you're the Hashem part. So there's some people that are lakenu, you know, they're going through judgment. Let's make it Hashem Echad. That, that's the achdus, that's the unity. That's, that's really what we can do. And if we do that, you know, people get tremendous amount of chizok. There's a topic of ain't old nevado that's always been thrown around. There's magnets, there's stickers. There's, is that we could touch on that topic as well? I'll, t- I'll tell you something from practical experience. You know, practical experience. I once heard that the briskarov said that if somebody is in a jam and he just doesn't know, how to get out of it. Many people like that. Just say these three words. I said, Hashem, I'm giving it over to you. You take it over. I can't do it. It's only up to you. And I'm telling you, I have been in situations where I figured, there's no way, how am I going to get out of this? And you just say, just say the words. I can't say it's magic, but I'm just telling you that it does help because all of a sudden, you're throwing it on somebody else. You're throwing it on Hashem. And, that, and then once a person understands that, that he's not running the world. So whatever happens, you're not in limbo. That's what you're being tested. You know, Rebetzin Youngrash wrote a book called Life is a Test. Oh, amazing. Yeah, amazing, amazing book. And she was an amazing lady. Right. Oh, what, oh, so many times. And uh, that book, I encourage everyone as well. It's, I, I got to tell you one point that I'm so impressed at the fact that Reb, Rabbi Krohn, Rebbe, has been promoting other books <laughs> as opposed to the Magid books oh, as well, which are so inspiring as well. If you, I, I have the Magid series. I don't know if I have everything, but I have quite a few of them. Also inspiring. In a, Whatever you're missing, I'll be happy to give you. It's no problem. But, I'm, I, you, know, you know, a person has to have an eye on You have to be, have, be happy when there are people that are doing well. 
you know, and there's a guy, Surly Bress, that just, he's a fabulous writer, I'm sure you know, and, and he just wrote something on Nishmas, you know, so call him, tell him, and that's what I did, and you know, and he's so happy, you know, because it, it, it takes, it takes effort, and you know, these books, I, I remember, when I'm showing him, I met him, I had I met him in Uman. I, really? I don't go. I don't you go. To, to Uman. No, I don't go to Uman. You know, Roshana. You know, <laughs> this is not my style. But I went to Ukraine in the summer with Eli Slam with ENS Tours, and we we were there. We were in Kiev. We were in Badichev, and we spent Shabbos in Uman. And he happened to be there, and I had never met him. And there was a guy, Rav Mata Frank. You ever meet Rav Mata Frank? Oh. <laughs> a lot of great Jews out there. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So, so, so he was with us for Shabbos, and he says, "You know, Rav, Rav Shalom is here, and I can introduce you to him because, you know, he's not so busy over here in Eretz Yisrael. You can't even get yeah. to him." So I said, "Okay, fine," and he took me over to him. He took my hand in his hand, and I just melted. I just melted. <laughs> it didn't get. Oh my goodness. And we took a walk for a half hour. I felt like I knew him forever. Yeah, and, and then I asked him if he would come to Shal Shudas and speak for the people. And he told us amazing story. Now, I know you're going to interview him. I don't know if he's going to tell the story. But let me tell you the story that he told us. So all the audience that you are going to be watching, Rav Shalom, just take a look and listen to this story. You will not believe one word that I'm about to tell you. But I'm just telling you, maybe if you get him to talk about it, he'll tell you himself. But um, he came, and he's a beautiful-looking man. And he came. It was a kapota and a strimal, a yellow kapota and everything. And um, the first words that he said to all of us at Charles Shudas, we had like 70 people on the trip, right, men, women. And he said, take a look at me. I used to be a jet Israeli pilot's fighter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was, right. Yeah, but what happened was that one day, you know, and he said that they, he had done koldavasa, everything with all his friends. I mean, they were young guys, and they had, you know, they were living the life of Riley, right, secular Israelis. And he said that one day five of his Israeli friends were killed in a helicopter crash. And he just went crazy. He couldn't talk. He was just crying for days and days. And he began to realize, what is life all about? It could just be snuffed out like that. There's got to be a purpose to life. And he started questioning and asking and searching, and he became a Hevigabreth of a Hasid. And then eventually he wrote this book, you know, the Garden of Amuna sold millions and millions of various copies and various so and many different languages. Many yeah, it usually comes every year. Unfortunately, really? the pandemic we added virtual right. this year. Right, right, But uh, the chizik of the of the, the Garden of Amuna and the Living yeah. Amuna, yeah. realize all the topics with Amuna. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, and that a hundred percent. And and then he said, and of course, you know, he began to realize that we have a purpose in life. How about the Magid on Amuna? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Krohn, maybe you could leave us with a final message that you could give over again during these trying times, something that uh, we could all take home and Emir uh, Hashem, stay chazak, stay strong, at, uh, and have uh, imuna and bitachan. I think a person could, should never give up and know that. Any never give up. Never. And you know why? Because Klaus Yisrael has gone through much worse than this, is no question. I mean, when you think about it, of course, you know, there's a lot of problems. There's no question about it. But let's face it, you know, Zoom is not the concentration camp, <laughs> you know. And it's not easy to learn on Zoom. And we have lost many kids. And there are many wonderful organizations that are trying to get the kids back. Project Masora, 
you know, from Ari Sharf and Shlomo Tice. These are great guys that are, will get your kids into yeshiva, boys' school or girls' school, whatever you need. And they're many, many wonderful people. And you have fabulous Machanchem today as you are interviewing Rabbi Finkelman and Rabbi Bender. These are great people. I mean, Rabbi Elia Brudny, Rabbi Reisman, they, we got great people in Klai Yisrael. And you, <laughs> it's Rabbi David Cohen. I mean, you know, there are a lot of great people out there. You just have to search them out. And don't give up because we've gone through worse. And, uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, most of us have food on the table. And we have communities. The government also opened up a food oh, pantry for Chazak oh, on, right over Main Street yeah, in Queens. Unbelievable. <laughs> Mazbia. Oh, my goodness. Shabbos. Awesome. Just remember. Just remember, they are great Jews. And one thing I want to say, you know, sometimes we hear that a Jew does something, and, you know, it's embarrassing. It's a chalashem. You know, Rabbi Wine has a great expression. Don't blame Judaism on Jews. <laughs> A lot of great Jews. Hang out the good Jews, and it'll rub off on you. It'll rub off on you. And that's why I like to be with Chazak. <laughs> I like to be with Torah anytime. You know, a lot of great Jews. Shimako Yaakov. I mean, look at that. What this guy's doing. It's, it's unbelievable. And a lot of good people. So I'm so honored that you came to my house. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Thank you very much, Rabbi Krohn. And uh, again, uh, it is always a big, a big honor to hear from you. A man that radiates love, obviously, Israel, love for a fellow Jew. And uh, really appreciate your time. Really appreciate the, appreciate the inspiration. And I'm looking forward to being together with you. Uh, the Magid Road to your Shalayim, to the, to the Mashiach, to Tkeno, with the ultimate redemption. Amen, amen. Thank you.